All right. So I'm here with my friend Jasmine. Uh, say hi to the people, Jasmine. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this conversation, I think, is really necessary, specifically because more often than not, I feel like we as men, we listen to each other, uh, but we don't listen to women. Uh, obviously, we, we like women, we date, we get married, and sometimes have friendships. But a lot of times, men don't listen to women. So I wanted to have this conversation. Specifically, I got a friend pulled in because I wanted it to flow naturally. And since we've been friends for a while, we kind of have that natural flow of conversation. But also, I think it's important to highlight and have you because we have maintained a platonic friendship right. uh, throughout, throughout the years, too. Um, and I do think that's rare, too. Like, a lot of times, sometimes people of the opposite sex don't find it possible to just be friends. It's possible. Um, yeah, it's very much so possible. So we're living proof of that. Um, so this conversation is geared toward understanding, as men, how our black women are viewing us. Now, obviously, you can't speak for all black women, but your experience is your experience. You are a black right. woman. And you got friends, too. And y'all be talking. So, <laughs> and we shared similar right, experiences. Right. So, kind of, right. there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. So, this is the relationship conversation, uh, an opportunity for the brothers to hear the sisters out. And once again, I don't want to speak for all black men either, but I will give my two cents mm-hmm. where I can to try to contribute to the conversation. Um, so, let's just kind of jump in. I wanted to start with you just kind of giving an overview of your, and this might sound weird, but of your relational history. Uh, <laughs> and it's not not super detailed, but just kind of like, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, you've only dated black men, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with that, how would you summarize that experience? And what are some good things? What are some bad things? Um, That's the tough part about like trying to find the good and the bad, because mm-hmm. I feel like everything is always a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. And you always, you can try, like I was telling you, you can always try to make someone the villain in your story. But yeah. I think that you take away the responsibility that you have to have in order mm-hmm. to have been in these relationships because you know nobody just dates themselves right so <laughs> um solo right <laughs> i think it's been an interesting journey of just dating because i started dating around like what's 15 mm-hmm. 15 16 like high school millennial like, dating we're talking here we're we i think we fall in that bracket we're millennials so yeah, yeah shout out to y'all and this what we're speaking for because obviously the other generations are much different yeah so every the millennial is different yeah has a different experience i know for me um i dated around 15 16 that was like my first boyfriend that was mm-hmm. a good time like it was an interesting time um yeah that was an interesting time and then i like after that i didn't even want to date for like another four years because mm-hmm. it was just the i think the way it ended it ended with like the person cheating on me and like lying and that kind of made it hard to even want to date anymore it trust mm-hmm. more so um then you date another guy and then that's for another long period of time. Most of these were like over a year span, if not a year. Mm-hmm. So then I dated another guy like towards college and then that ended the way it ended. Um, I don't know. I think most most of my relationships are a matter of like learning how to communicate, um, learning what works for me and what doesn't. And then, yeah, then you go through that phase of you don't even want to, you don't know what you want, and mm-hmm. you kind of lie about it, I guess. I don't want to say lie about it, but you kind of are in denial that you want a relationship, but, mm-hmm. you know, you still try to make the effort, even though yeah. you don't put labels on it. So it's, it's it was just an interesting 
thing of dating with titles and dating without titles mm-hmm. and trying to put a title on something. So I don't know. So you mentioned the C word, cheating. <laughs> um, and I want to, out of all the things, maybe focus on that because the cheating subject is interesting from a variety of perspectives. I say that because I'm hearing more and more in recent years, whether it be personalities on the radio, social media, I've hearing, been hearing from a lot of women that they're just beginning to get to a point where they accept the fact that, or the idea that all men cheat. It's just a, a thing. Right. It's just the way it is. It used to be a thing where it was like, I think men had to work really hard to get a woman's attention, mm-hmm. to woo her, to draw her in, and then keep her. But I feel like the dynamics have shifted to where the expectation has been lowered, um, where I actually hear a lot of women just saying, oh, yeah, all men cheat. That's just the way it is, and you got to put up with it. Um, you mentioned an instance of one guy cheating, but overall with your different experiences, how common is that? Is cheating do you think a thing or is it just some one-offs here and there it it varies because i can't because then it goes into because i've only like exclusively dated men it Mm -hmm. goes into when do women cheat yeah which i definitely believe women do cheat but um i don't know i'll I'll definitely bring the balance but it's okay to say well this is what i've seen with some men we know you're not making a blanket statement and we know that women aren't perfect okay so (laughs) like with the guys i've dated uh-huh. It, it was interesting because I went through a phase of actually dating and trying to put a title on things. Mm-hmm. And I went through a phase of just no title, just situationships. And the title ones, it's like 50-50. One cheated, one didn't. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into those situationships, you're in the situation of you. it feels like you're with someone. You know, like that's your boyfriend or vice versa. But the reality is we haven't put a label on things so you can't call it cheating if i'm not in a relationship with you mm-hmm. per se so that's when it got a little tricky because i had more situationships than i had relationships so that's the that's the thing where what is this situationship thing and how did that come to be what is ah, that, so that, that <laughs> like goes this into, whole not putting a label on it what, what is that okay where so did that come from? like i said when i got out of the relationships i didn't even want to be in a relationship right and then you start dating and you meet people that you like, and then you you start hanging out with that person the most, I mm-hmm. guess. And then over time, you know, with that being the most period of time you spend with this one person, you still don't want to put a label on it because you don't think that you want a relationship. Mm-hmm. But you're in one. I guess so, you just don't want to call it what it is. Yeah. So I guess help us understand. Because, like, I, I, we've had the conversation already, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I know, but I want you to help bring them in. What went basically explain your thought process on how you went from wanting relationships, whatever happened, happened, and somehow you got to a point where you didn't want to put a label on it. What was that process like? How'd you get there? Because I remember I was just in a relationship for a really long time and it didn't really feel the way I had expected it to in terms of relationships. So Mm -hmm. when I got out of it, I didn't really want to feel that way again because I figured if if that's what a relationship is, then I don't want that. Mm -hmm. But I guess was this your first relationship? It was it was between my first and my second relationship. Okay. And it was just because it's a mix of each. So one. the first one cheated, and the second one didn't. It was more that one, the second one just wasn't the best at communicating. Okay. So with not being the best at communicating, it's kind of it was hard for me to interpret what I even wanted in a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that made it difficult as far as navigating the space of dating. Like when you meet someone 
and you guys have been talking for like three months and that's the only then after a while you drop everyone else you're talking to just to talk to this one person and then they're still talking to other people so it kind of put a put you, puts you in a hard spot in terms of what to label this um so i guess dang i don't know i guess i i guess i at that time i didn't know what i wanted mm-hmm. so to disguise that it was just i just want to date Right. I'm just out here, you know. Just out here. And we'll we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... And it never goes the way <laughs> I imagined it. Never. Okay. Okay. So I guess the issue I'd have with situationships is dating guys that were single when I met them, but then they'd end up getting into back into old relationships or forming new ones and then Yeah. It just I never could get past that. So you're saying there were situations where you thought you were talking to someone who was not seeing someone else. Right. They deceived you, basically. Yeah, I mean, and the and then was and, that and a common y- thing? Yes, yes and no. Because yes, <laughs> here's why I say no. Yes because and no. Okay. When you first start, you you have the premise of we're not in a relationship, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. When I say it doesn't really matter, there's not really rules because mm-hmm. you can still talk to whoever you want. It's yeah, you could. I guess you can still talk to whoever you want, but then as time proceeds. They keep talking to whoever they want. Mm-hmm. We're still having a good time, but yeah. I'm still over here talking to somebody, and that's getting a little bit more serious. Okay. And then after a while, it fades away, and you notice that their energy changes and shifts, so you kind of pick up on that and try to date other people, but by then, that's kind of, you, in your head, you don't really, mm-hmm. it's hard to date. So, like you're saying, it seems like there's this dynamic of exclusive relationships where we're not seeing other people. Mm -hmm. And then somehow certain situations arise where it's like, well, let's not label it. Mm -hmm. Let's see where this goes. We're seeing, we're talking to each other, but you know, let's not label it. And it leaves room for other things. And then while that may be agreed up front, somewhere along the lines, each party has different perceptions. They feelings change, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. What I want to ask is why did that, because I, I remember a time where that wasn't a possibility, though. There was just either, like, as far as men approaching women, mm-hmm. it's like... With the head intention or something? Yeah. She, she, you, she, you'd have to let her know what you want, be a man, and say, I'm interested in you. She'll say, I'm open to that, and we're exclusive, and that's it. I think there was a period of time where this idea of, well, let's just do this, but not put a label on it, that wasn't really accepted. Like, women didn't accept that. So when did mm-hmm. that? I mean, seemingly no, from my, I, I from my seat, I it seemed like there was a the point. Foot. Okay, so I, I'll, <laughs> I'll admittedly, I, I've shot myself in the foot in terms of like allowing allowing the that. situationship space, right? Because at the time, I didn't know what I want, and mm-hmm. I was I didn't know what I wanted, and I was not confident enough to say what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wasn't confident enough to say that I wanted a relationship because at the time, like I'm not really at that time, I didn't really feel like mm-hmm. I was good at dating, so. I kind of would, yeah, shoot myself in the foot. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I, you know, we could still see other people. That way it gives me the freedom to still, you know, be able to see what else is out there and Mm -hmm. saying that to myself, knowing I wasn't really looking. So I want you to be a little bit transparent with this. What would you say, it seems like you've you've, uh, transformed and you might have been pro no label at one point, but it seems like you're not with that anymore. No, I mean, I, I definitely. Your... So one thing I'm yeah. not, or I'm a pro of is taking away the control, mm-hmm. like trying to c- control the other person. Mm-hmm. But I notice on the other flip side, that's not the same. That's not the case for most men. Most men want control. 
but at the same time don't want to even be in a relationship. You can't do this. My girl can't do that, but won't call you their girl. Hmm. Or they'll call you your girl for now, but be having other girls. So it's just, it's it's tricky because also I think a lot of times with men, they also don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. So it's like two people don't know what they want, so they're just trying to figure it out, and then someone's feelings always gets hurt in the back end. This, I think, in part, sounds like a lot of what I, I mean. I see this happening not just in your situation, but mm-hmm. obviously this happens quite a bit. But I'm not going to say that people shouldn't date in their teens. But what I'm realizing more and more is people start that process in their teens and don't really know what they're looking for or what they're expecting, and it creates a lot of confusion, hurt hurt feelings, so on and so forth. And what I find is now being in our mid-20s, closer to 30s, um, because of all the relational turmoil people have been through in their teens, they end up going into adult, quote-unquote, adult relationships very guarded and scared because they've been through a lot already. But also when you date young, you know, you most people don't date with the intent to marry. They may say they do, but you know, you may date someone and don't have the intention of marrying them. Mm-hmm. So it's tricky because it's like, how can you date someone without having intentions? Because mm-hmm. I may not have my intention to marry you, so what's the intentions of this? And then the, let's say it doesn't work out, then everyone feels like their time has been wasted. I know growing up, I used to think that. Like, yeah. after dating someone and this didn't go out, like, work out the way I thought it would, I felt like my time was wasted. I feel like, you know, and then that's when you start to villainize the other person because they didn't take that relationship as seriously as you mm-hmm. did. And if we're really being honest, like, if you think back to the person you dated when you were, like, 17, imagine having to have married that person. I can't mm. imagine that. Like, yeah. I mean, at the time, I probably could have, but growing up and being a whole different person, that, wasn't... that doesn't even sound realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I, that's the one thing as an adult I'm learning when I look back on the old relationships. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think every relationship was meant for me. Okay. And I don't think, and then there were times where I didn't, didn't even have the courage to say that, hey, this isn't really what I want. You kind of get into the moment, point of trying to make the other person happy or like seeing that person happy and kind of don't want to disrupt that. Because you don't, you think that maybe this is we're, we're meant to try, mm-hmm. but I don't really usually make it that far. I try, but so hard. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think I do want to take the latter part of our time to focus on the expectations thing um, and communication, uh, or more so cheating and communication, because those are two things you brought up that I do think that I can be honest. We as men, some men <laughs> struggle with. Um, but before getting to that, could you just say for yourself, because I'm reading in between the lines and putting certain things together, but I do mm-hmm. want you to say explicitly, um, and it's okay, we have thick skin, we can take it. But what would you say is, from your experience, conversation with your homegirls, what are some areas where we as men are weak in the dating or relationship space? Uh, what are the weaknesses you see? And you can be as raw as you hmm. want. Please. I guess, well, I'd say the biggest overall thing is is just the honesty okay. out of it. Um, and being clear with your intentions. I know a lot of guys don't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because um, society puts this role on men that they're supposed to lead and they're supposed to know everything and stuff like that. And it, you're proving time and time again that they don't. And it's okay. And I don't think, but I don't think men have, are, able to really let their ego go and say that this isn't what I want Hmm. a lot of times men try to have their cake and eat it too rather than saying hey this is not what I want right now 
and then they try to put it on the woman saying uh, you know i didn't think you could handle it so i didn't really want to do that i didn't want to break up what we had or whatever yeah. and i will agree I, i've heard several times that the rationale for for men is uh you can't handle the truth right so i'll just keep it, it from you that's, and that's exactly what I, I i can count on my hand how many times i've heard that but mm-hmm. which is ridiculous but at the same time that's usually there's no accountability there mm-hmm. um, i will say i think we need to let let that other person decide what they want right. don't don't decide for them that they can't handle the truth and then withhold let just be transparent and let them decide what they want to deal with and what they don't want to deal with i, I think, think that's that, the best approach that's definitely the, the transparent thing is probably the biggest thing yeah. and that's the one i think some men are very incapable of or that's what i've seen because but and also mm-hmm. as a person that wasn't transparent it comes back to or goes back to not being confident to say what you want mm-hmm. um and that's what comes into people men trying and then in our culture men are supposed to have more than one girl or so and so quote unquote that was the thing that was cool and if you had a bunch you saving them oh that's mm, that's a no-no but if you out here playing the game mm-hmm. dudes look at you different and i think yeah. that's when it comes back to men not holding other men accountable like mm. And and that's what I, sometimes that's what I wish I noticed yeah. some because you know the girl for women everyone says that dude's friend is not your friend and that's true but at the same time you kind of wish that that their friends common decency yeah common decency to like it's like the older I've gotten I know I see more men kind of like mm-hmm. yo what you doing like yeah type thing yeah I'm an advocate of men holding men accountable that's what I'm seeking to do with some of the conversations on this podcast and even in my personal life but I think one thing that stood out that you said is. There's that. Uh, as far as men not being transparent, they might not like. They might not have the confidence to be fully transparent. To mm-hmm. be honest, I believe that's possible. But I, I've seen and can admit that I think more often than not, it's a control thing. Yeah. So it's like, I know that if I was fully honest with you, you wouldn't stay. So. I'm going to be deceitful so that you do stay so that I can get what I want. It's it's very selfish, but it's like, I know that if I gave you the full truth, you might not be okay with it. So I want to give you half the truth so that you get a different idea of what the truth is. You'll stay. And that way I get what I want. I get you to stay in spite of the fact that the truth would have you to leave. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's not right. It's very selfish, but a lot of times you were talking about certain societal norms, like we're taught to get as many girls as you can. I think another one that we're taught, which is shameful, is that you really got to, you got to look out for you. Yeah. And then that's even at happening. the expense mm-hmm. of other people and or the woman you're dating, and, and you look out for you. And it's the expense of them. And, yeah. and it's not fair because you don't even give her the right to choose if this is what she wants or not. Mm-hmm. If she wants to compete for your affection or which most women won't but then again you don't know because you've never even tried like you we don't get to experience the adult level of dating where you get to date multiple people and be able to be honest about it without someone's without hurting someone's feelings and i think when you're deceitful with that it takes away the fun of dating like if you were up front of hey i still want to see other people rather than yeah i just want to see only you but you set that law for that for her but yet you don't follow that same law. I believe in fairness, and I've noticed a lot of times men have not been fair in mm-hmm. that regard, which has led me later on to not want to be fair to you know myself because it was just like, that's what he's doing. My, I'm better, I'd probably be better off having me a, a nice little Jonah or two on mm-hmm. the side just in case. 
which is not fair to that person. And then we end up with this whole cycle. And after a while, I just got tired of that. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm either going to date and you know that I'm dating other people or I ain't dating at all. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we're going to be back and we're going to go a little bit deeper. All right, we're back. And we were going to land the plane with two ideas, this idea of cheating and communication, the two C's. Um, so, but we're going to kind of wrap those ideas together because in a conversation off record, we talked about the fact that in certain situations you've said, and I've, I've seen this too, uh, or I, I made the statement that I wonder why we can't have uh, more breakups that are respectable. People end up breaking up and then they hate each other <laughs> forever or mm-hmm. there's this big blow up. And why aren't there more situations where it's like, hey, you know, this isn't this isn't working. Let's talk. Here's what I'm thinking. These are my goals. These are your goals. Why aren't there mutual conversations as adults that can just be a sit down, a mutual agreement, and then part ways? Why doesn't it happen that way? And what you said was a lot of times dudes just leave in a very hostile way. So unpack that a little more. So there's different ways that you can leave in a hostile way. It's mm-hmm. like um, when you switch up. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's one of my the ones I'm very familiar Explain with. Explain switching up. So the switching up is like, you know, they start off really awesome or like things are going really good. And then out of nowhere, they kind of are less, they communicate less. You don't get as many good morning texts or mm-hmm. like it, it's just not what it was. And a lot of times women kind of like start to lean in when mm-hmm. stuff, when people switch up a little bit. So it, it creates this confusion as to what's going on that's when it leads to you usually it's led to their cheating or not even cheating they're talking to somebody else mm-hmm. and they can't maintain that maintain can't both. be as consistent with you because there's others i'm right. trying to communicate and with. most of them ended in just the inability to communicate that so what's caused the, the what is it the hostility is now i'm mad because you weren't being honest in the beginning mm-hmm. and then you try to have that closure conversation and the closure conversation never um, new information so you're just left mad still or feeling away and then it's just like that person the, usually the guy is like trying to win your trust back by being your friend afterwards after they've already lied to you or you mm-hmm. know things just didn't go the way they could have in terms of having that conversation Yeah, you know so now you're hostile and mad so those are the two elements we discuss in terms of cheating and communication because it's like before someone cheats and goes somewhere else, they could just communicate and say, I'm interested in other people. Yeah, I, This I isn't working. Yeah. This isn't what I wanted. Um, and then as far as that's, that's communication that leads to cheating um, or a lack of communication that leads to cheating. So I think that's something we can own. Um, not, not really i think being a man about it and even just saying let's say not even if you're not cheating let's say mm-hmm. you're busy with work you're busy with like personal life you're feeling depressed etc these things the conversation still isn't being held mm-hmm. or you may i've heard of people like actually having these conversation but lying yeah and saying oh it's this when really it was that like yeah. oh i would i just i've been busy at work life's been you know hectic yeah. and then they were actually cheating or vice versa yeah. where they weren't cheating and life was hectic but mm-hmm. they couldn't have that conversation just right. off the Strength and unfortunately, I I think a lot of men just don't have strong communication skills in general, though. Um, yeah. And then it ends up playing out. The people that see it the most are the people that are trying to get the closest to them, which is typically the woman they're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, friends don't see it because if we have a transactional relationship, we're just hanging out around a, a, a group idea or a group event like sports mm-hmm. or drinking or something. Communication isn't really a strength that's being built. Um, if you come from a household where everybody's kind of doing their thing, especially if dad's not there, this idea of communication and expressing yourself is new. So it's a woman's I, thing, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely considered a female trait. So what I'm realizing is a lot of times the first time a lot of men are being forced to process through their own emotions and explain themselves is in their dating relationships. So y'all end up getting the worst of us because you're the first, our first try at clear communication. And then, or, or like you said, that like you said, it's the first try, right? And maybe that girl isn't mature enough to handle that mm-hmm. person's, the, yeah. the guy's uh, emotions. And mm-hmm. then, you know, she may call him gay or she yeah. may somehow make him feel like he can't express yeah. himself. Or not so even. you just jumped, but that's, oh, that's, okay. no, that's, a good, <laughs> no, that's a good point, too. So I, I was talking about the just not even knowing how to express or not even thinking it's okay to express. But... I will say another thing, not every guy is the guy that's um, not knowing how to express himself. Some guys do know how to express themselves. Mm-hmm. And I will say that probably what you mentioned is probably another piece to this that I, I will say that I can see this a lot, too, where a guy does express himself. He's transparent and honest and vulnerable. And women use that against them. Yeah. And what happens is once you already dip your toe in the water of being vulnerable and someone damages you, it's like, all right, cool. Ain't doing that no more. Never doing it again. So this we, we talk about men damaging women, but the vice versa happens too, where and I think we try to cover it up better. We don't have men's empowerment events where we cry mm-hmm. together and talk about mm-hmm. how she hurt my feelings. But it becomes the way it plays out is getting drunk every weekend. Yeah. Uh, staying. They're put in a place where their their emotions keep, are vulnerable now. Right. But but they have an excuse to be vulnerable. Oh, I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. high. Oh, I was right all, under this some type some yeah. way. There's an excuse to not right. really say and what it was. And it's a distraction from the actual issue. So like one thing is like getting drunk or getting high, or after that one situation has happened where we were damaged, it becomes all right. Obviously, I don't want to be single. I still want to have relations, but I don't want to be hurt again. So we then consciously go into relationships with the woman at arm's length. Oh, yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, I want to build with you, but stay over there. And, or it takes, it's like, it feels like for women, for me, I'll say, it'll feel like you're jumping through hoops just to get to the next level yes. and unlock right. that level of sensitivity. Yeah. And I know for me, the type of men I've dated, it takes a while to mm-hmm. like break down those barriers. And then when I finally do get a little bit of emotion, yeah. I'm like, I feel special. I know that right. sounds like I've lowered my standards, but no, I get it. also doesn't I get it. really trust, you know, yeah. it, it's hard to be vulnerable Mm-hmm. It, when someone now, else is say, it's easy to be in a relationship like that. Yeah, I will say, no, it's wrong of us to engage you in a romantic sense, but then do this. And that's usually it's how wrong. most people do. Yeah, I think that's wrong on our end, and I think we really traumatize women severely with doing that because it makes you confused. Because it's like, hmm. Because it's like you get you that pursued high me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. pursued me. <laughs> um, we've done these events together. But then you're, and so yeah, I will say how that many, that I mean, is. You know how many women can say that can in be terms traumatic. of like how men just like 
but you yeah. like I, you basically just dis- disturbed my peace. I yeah. was good where I was at, <laughs> and you just come along you out along. of nowhere, yeah. bother me, but and then and drew me in, but then give me a stiff arm. It's like, well, why did you even engage did in you the first place? Or, and that's, but that is, yeah. I think, a part of the conflict that exists within men and not understanding that balance. Um, and I would say, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but grown men need to be held responsible for what grown men do. But I, I do admit to, I do think that's damaging and confusing to y'all. To y'all, um, But it starts with, and once again, you mentioned the excuse thing. Uh, your girl cheating on you in middle school cannot be an excuse. And you 30 talking about something. Yeah, I don't let no girl's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? That's not cool either. That's, yeah. that's, but, that's a lack of growth. But unfortunately... A lot of men I know mm-hmm. stay in that same spot, and they won't say it that way, but they're ultimately still hurting from what she did years ago. And because they didn't like that vulnerable feeling of being hurt, we put ourselves in a position where it won't happen again. But we also don't want to be it single, so has the middle to ground again, is though. yeah, the, yeah. And I think the other aspect is we don't recognize that a part of deep relationship is hurt. And it's not saying that the people have to beat you up or, or lie and cheat, but if you're going to build something with somebody intimately and close beyond just hanging out every other week, like marriage or relationship, there's bound to be situations where you hurt the other party. And maturity is learning how to work through that. And, and that is something that we personal. aren't taught. That's another thing. It's like yeah. a lot of people date and are triggered mm-hmm. by stuff that you know if they don't share that with the other person you have no idea that you hurt this person's feelings or that you can't say certain things to them mm-hmm. but that comes into being able to communicate that and then and a lot of times when people date they don't even discuss past relationships i'm not saying like let's say if like if i start dating a new person i want to know about you know what's happened with your relationships yeah. i don't want you to like gossip to me i kind of want to tell me what worked i'm what trying didn't to understand work. you yeah understand what worked and what didn't work a lot of times people don't identify what worked and what didn't work because they're still too busy blaming the other party mm-hmm. for things and still mad about other things that happen or trying to move on to the next thing rather than having healed from what happened exactly in the last situation. taking that they, nobody takes that time anymore mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. That's something I think we both could do better. Oh, yeah. Men and women taking time to heal from the not just the relationships that have damaged you, but the life situations in general that have damaged you um, before jumping into a relationship with somebody. Something I've said to you before in one of our conversations was like, I believe the idea of not being perfect, but at least being whole uh, before you go into a relationship so that you're not expecting the other person to complete you oh, or yeah. feel something that's missing. And unfortunately, a lot of men go into relationships with the a missing trough of uh, romance, intimacy, um, sometimes love. And we end up going to you guys to feel that. Right. But that that's put you in a box, though. It's like, I just want to use you for these purposes. That's not an actual relationship. And that's not the other person's job, either. Yeah. And then, uh, there, then it comes into yeah. there's women that try to fulfill those roles. And yeah, that's some women take even... pride in it. It's like they want to be able to do that. Right. But that's I think they end up hurting themselves because you're not supposed usually, to. You're not supposed yeah. to. I don't think that we're meant to, like, nurture in that element. To a child, yes. To a grown yeah, that's person. That's what a mom is for. Yeah, but a lot of women <laughs> fill these mama roles for these yeah. men, like cooking for them, cleaning for them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not shaming anyone that likes to do things like that because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, right. 
kind of over-insert yourself into these people's mm-hmm. lives. Because a lot of times when people break up, they can't pick up the pieces because yeah. they've put so much into one right. person. So they have to basically recreate a whole nother life right. when that person's gone. Yeah, working through difficulty and being there like a ride or die during a marriage, I think is one situation. Anytime I hear ride or die, I'm yeah. like, I ain't doing There's it. There's that. And I just use that terminology because people know what it means, but I don't really like the phrase. That's one thing in the context of a marriage, and I think there's a lot of situations that in that context you have to work through very hard times. But I'll say that I think women sell themselves short by taking on that role in a relationship that don't even have a label. Yeah. It's like you're giving up too much too early or or, or raising some, essentially raising raising a boy, a boy man who hasn't committed to you yet. So if I could, as a man, give and guys will probably be upset with me about for saying this like you're giving up game but don't um don't date based off of potential oh yeah that's a you know that's a disaster what could be oh yeah because you, you end could, up losing in the end you lo- and also you <laughs> create this person that does not exist and then yeah. when that person reveals that hey that's not who i am mm-hmm. you feel kind of like betrayed yeah. you feel like this person what but a lot of times men yeah. also introduce themselves as someone they're not Mm-hmm. And a lot of times throughout the relationship, women are trying to figure out who are these two different people I'm dating. Yeah. You, you got the person you first met, and then you got this new guy who's kind of switching up, and he's not as consistent anymore. So now you're trying to figure out, you know, who are you dating? Which mm-hmm. one? And I think that's my biggest issue I experienced in terms of, like, dating people that later on weren't mm-hmm. who they say they were, said they were. And once again... I think y'all end up being very, sometimes, very optimistic. And y'all give us the benefit of the doubt and say, well, he was really nice in the beginning. And you give that. But a lot of times, men are, some men are stupid. A lot aren't, though. And it's specifically when they come into uh, the dating phase, it's very strategic. It's typically very strategic. Um, So... And that's how they lo- that's how they end up hard- like not able to heal because they use the same game on everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know their game, but I'm sure that you know if you date enough men, you'll see some similarities in terms of like how they go mm-hmm. smack at people. Mm-hmm. So, I think what will be helpful is uh, I've kind of put my spin on it in terms of what I see, what you've said, and kind of given recommendations and and uh, petitioning us to go about things in a different way. But um, what would you say is uh, a specific instance? So we've spoken generally about things they do, people do, mm-hmm. men, women. Could you give us a specific scenario, relationship-wise, obviously don't give any names, that you think kind of went wrong uh, on the guy's end and what could have been done better? So a specific instance of, you know, this is what went down with the the guy I was dating. This is what he did. Um, this is how I think that could have been handled better. Um, so I, cause it applies to I could date. Think of three people I've dated where it go for it, it. happened. So it's like <laughs> you got three. You, yeah. So it's like I um would meet these people. I I'd meet somebody right. Um, it, we hit it off really cool. The conversation's great. Um, and you realize, oh, I like this person. But I'm good. I don't really feel like dating that person, right? But that person knows that you're not trying to date them. You've already kind of told them, no, I don't want to date you. And then they continue to, like, pursue you. You know, show up at events that you're at. Um, 
pull you to the side and y'all just sit and talk for a long time. And over t- basically over time you gain that like no trust, right? And then later on they're very consistent. They're like Prince Charming. You're like really excited. I'm, I was really excited. And then over time they got inconsistent. And I don't like inconsistency because in inconsistency, I feel like you're you were either lying because you now can't keep up what you were doing, mm-hmm. or you talking to somebody else. And three out of three, they were talking to somebody else. And I think what would have been better is if they explained to me, like a lot of times I would date people and kind of like we're seeing where this goes, rather than them telling me, hey, or checking in like, yo you know, this is what it is. We're just dating, you know, and I'm I'm still seeing other people like somehow have that conversation where I'm I'm conf- I'm able to be confident in what this is. Cuz it's usually me checking in like, "Hey, we still good?" And they're like, "Yeah, we still good." But then I find out later that they got a girlfriend or they were dating, they're starting to get some date someone and feel a little bit more strong about them and now this is who they would rather pursue. And I think that would have saved me my feelings and also would have saved me a lot of time in terms of, like, investing in this person. And I just wish the conversation could have been held of, I'm still dating other people or this is not what What it is. Mm -hmm. And usually people, they don't even say it is, it's this until, like, there's a tense moment where I've seen something. Like, why is she texting you? Or, um, where, 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 where you been at? Like, what were you doing? Like, how, how was your weekend or something? And they're, like, lying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was with my bros. When they're really there on a date with her. And you don't know until you, like, look on Instagram or you see some a tweet. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I had a great day with Bay, And then you find out that that's her Bay is the dude you've been seeing. So it's just really, that's just one of the conversations I wish could have been held. Mm-hmm. And it's just upset me and my homegirls. <laughs> can't go to Bella Noche. Right. No like, and if I can't go to Bella Noche, where can I go? Like, exactly. But that's exactly. really where it was. It got to that point. It's <laughs> like, if I can't even, like, date and not have to, like, feel that this person's going to lie to me, like, what's the point of dating? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of calling somebody my boyfriend if they're not going to, like, be my boyfriend? Do you think any of these previous negative experiences affected relationships after? Oh yeah, I know. I I I can been told that I come off very cold or very standoffish, and in all honesty, I know I do. Cause it's mm-hmm. it's a matter of you getting to that point of I gotta protect myself, and that's when I started just talking. To, I I I did not talk to. It was like a nice period where I did not just talk to one person. I would like at least be talking to three, mm-hmm. and then it's just like for no reason, for real, just a waste of time. But it made me feel like if this person act up. There's the other two. I'll be mm-hmm. straight. Even if there's just another one. I'll so be those right. people were just being used as a safety net for your emotions. The safety net for my emotions mm-hmm. and then just being able to take my mind off it. It's like, oh, this person didn't text me back. Guess we're going to Fridays. <laughs> like, yeah. just something stupid like else. that. And even if those things, like the, the dating of the other people, like, weren't really meant for nothing. It's just like, we just go hang out. Mm-hmm. But if he saw that, he would feel away. But he can't say nothing. Yeah. And even vice versa, I couldn't say nothing because we're not dating. But mm-hmm. I never saw Technically. that. Yeah, I, it's never gotten that far. But I was never able to just be secure enough or confident to say that this person is just talking to me. I never felt that way. I did not think that it was possible. And for a long time, I thought that, you know, all men cheat. It's just, a, it's just inevitable. And after a while, I stopped caring as much in terms of like what I was looking for in a boyfriend because I know all y'all gonna be cheating so it's like I might as well keep my little side jones over here and cut just in case but after a while I got tired of it so I was like "Eh, I'm not gonna really 
don't really care where these go. And mm-hmm. I just stopped dating with the intent of having a boyfriend. And then after a while, I just stopped dating because it was just like, what's the point? I don't. We're not gonna call it anything. And then you know, then I finally met somebody that I actually like. I actually like. So it, it made it. It made it. It was less of a a horror story, I guess, or like a depressive story in terms of dating. But and then it comes down to just being able to date without intention of marrying that person. I think a lot of times we're told you need to have intention to date to marry. But I think that's when it gets so miserable because you're let down so often. So, or at that time I was. Mm. For that's just personally, I mm-hmm. felt like it was just it made no sense to date to marry because yeah. I feel like you still need time to get to know these people, and I don't think, I don't. Sometimes when I was dating, I don't think these people knew themselves. Right. And then another thing, I was telling my, I was talking to my girlfriend, I was like, a lot of people date and don't even like you. They don't like you for who you really are. They kind of like make these people up, and I don't think that's the that's the way to date. You've touched on something that I have lots of opinions about so let's add one more segment and we'll close out with that but we'll be right back so here we are i'm going to close out with this last segment uh i think throughout this conversation and the theme that i saw a lot was this idea of you being transparent and saying you really didn't know what you were looking for you accepted things you shouldn't have accepted Mm -hmm. and a lot of times guys not knowing what they wanted or not articulating what they wanted and it reminds me of a controversial opinion that I have. Um, and that opinion is that what I found is a lot of us, we're, de- I, we're developing in our teen years. Yeah. In our minds, uh, identity, how we present ourselves to the world, uh, establishing ourselves as individuals. And what I've observed is I've always been against the idea of trying to establish a relationship before you have established independence it didn't make sense to me to be in high school trying to fall in love (laughs) um that's funny so i am an advocate for i do think there are some situations where people could meet in high school or build in high school and then it go well and then they get married and happily ever after that can't happen but i do think that um as we talk about the other generation, they were able to do that. They did that, you know. But I do think that from from what I'm observing, the damage that these younger relationships are causing, the baggage we're carrying, and so on and so forth. And with all that, I am an advocate for kind of waiting to pursue relationships until you kind of have a grip on who you are. Um, and I think that comes with a level of independence. Um I think so here's my part that I think is a little funny because I'm noticing in terms of like watching the younger people Mm -hmm. like Generation Z teens date there's they seem to be more aware of like they're they set way more boundaries than I would say I did did when Mm -hmm. I was growing up and I appreciate that about them I think now it's just a matter of like can people date without like you know date and navigate hey this doesn't work for me yeah maybe I'm not the one for you and like mm-hmm. push like being able to move forward I've yeah. seen that with the younger people yeah I think but it goes back to when we were having that conversation of like when you were younger you were a totally different person than who you are now right but I yep. think if we're able to have those conversations where we're able to stop or assess hey this isn't working for me and have those conversations with one another I think that makes it so much easier with dating and that allows us to date around and see what we do and do what I like mm-hmm. I definitely am a 
I do think people should date more. But it's a matter of like settling. That whole settling thing yeah. shouldn't happen. I'm all for finding what you want, but I think it should start after a certain point. And that point for me isn't perfection, but I do think um, emotional maturity is an important thing oh, yeah. to establish that and get to that. Um, and I don't necessarily know what, oh, this is the perfect level of emotional maturity for a relationship, but I think that emotional maturity is important, communication skills and uh, mental health um, and just security in terms of your finances and your home and so on and so forth. Those are not Those things are, that you always have when you're younger. Right, which is why okay. I think it's not even worth... Because, I mean, to, from my point of view, especially as a man, you're bringing someone else into your world. But what if you don't even have a world to bring them into? But I think it's that's when it comes down to being able to learn about... I think you can still have these relationships. I just think they shouldn't be... They, the tensions have to be different. It's like you know, just we're just hanging out. We're or let's say that's that is your. Boyfriend. But that's the that's, that's the thing that got you. <laughs> they just have to set boundaries. See what happens well, when I, you do that. But it's a matter of again, so it goes vague. into mature. It's vague. That's it's tough. Then in that case, you know? it's like you know, and it knows. might work. But with your situations, my situations, and all our friends' situations, have we seen that actually work well? A situation ship in your teen years that just seemed to work out really well. And, you know. I, I would always see those <laughs> couples like from when I was in high school and that they like stayed together for a long time. But you don't see that anymore. Plus, mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to those high school relationships. I don't know what happened to those. But yeah. I'm sure somebody's still together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people got to do what works for them. But that's just my recommendation from what it's I've matter. from what I've okay. seen. And more often than not, people are complaining or if they're not complaining, they're exhibiting baggage and damage from situations that they shouldn't have been in or situations that they weren't emotionally prepared to manage. Oh. So it's like, hey, guys, rather than going through the fire in all these relationships, um, maybe delay engaging until a different point in your life. But to be real, I just feel like people are desperate. Oh, yeah. People are so That's desperate to have somebody thing. to text, to lay next to, to go on dates with. That I say this a lot of times we'll we'll settle or we'd rather have a bad thing than nothing at all. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> and your that business. ends up damaging us. So that True. when the good person, their knight in shining armor, or your queen, whatever, that comes person. along, yeah, then... because they got to deal with, like you dealt with Rollo, <laughs> <laughs> and when his phone went off at three in the morning. It was because he was cheating. Fifteen years later, you're dealing with me, and my phone goes off at three in the morning. But that's because not because I'm cheating. It could have been I'm a in a whole different email. space. I run a nonprofit. Um, mentoring quite a few people. It could have just been an email, not a text. You know, like I don't, I don't care. But it's three then in the morning, that don't, gets three projected in the morning, don't do that. because of you yeah. know. So that's why I recommend that too, because not everybody has the emotional. Uh, strength to navigate through being having old stuff projected onto them because i don't want to toot my own horn but i feel like there are good men like myself out here who then have to deal with man i wish you didn't do all them stupid relationships in your teens because now i'm having to work through all that and you know for the right one i'm 
it seems like that. that's a whole other segment in terms of like you know? that guys always talking about they good dudes because the good yeah. dudes you think they I are. I really, I really am though. <laughs> I I cannot vouch for that. I don't. I don't. Suck not. Chill, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chill, but chill. I don't know. But that's the thing. It's like most women <laughs> don't know because everybody thinks that they're right. good. Even like yeah. as a, myself, I could say that I I know I've yeah. probably done some nonsense mm-hmm. to somebody. Well, I think or it, I've been a villain in somebody's your story. goodness. I think. If if we, if we don't trust what people say about themselves, and you got to correct that because they need to know we friends and you know how I really am. But <laughs> but um <laughs> but um look back at your previous situations. Mm-hmm. It I I can say that confidently because my previous situations they would speak well of me. So I think it, it it's kind of contradictory where you say you're a good dude, but then all the when you were building club, hate you. None of, none of Drake's so, actually say anything bad about him. Everybody love Drake. Well, I think money plays a part there. Um, okay. but, <laughs> All right, never but, mind. Yeah, so, but no, to be real, I think, I do, I, so I agree with you. you could only be a good person. Or a good I'm not di- saying you're you only, no, I'm not saying that's the only way, but you're, you're pointing out that all guys say I'm a good dude. But I think that can be gauged a couple different ways. Um, and one of them is, what is the relational standing with your exes? And a lot, here's where it gets funny, because a lot of guys I've dated, for example, like, they, it didn't work out right, and then we'd finally have the moment of, like, what is it, closure, and then when you have that closure conversation, they're trying to do, like, do damage control, and mm-hmm. the damage is already done. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, like, in order to be that good dude, quote-unquote, or good person, you have to be able to have the conversation when things aren't going the way that you'd want you, that with the intention you initially had for that person. Because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of guys go smack at you with the intention of wifing you or whatever, but then they realize that that person's not for them rather than, like, going hard and, like, kind of, like, start setting up a new girlfriend before this ends. Having that conversation and realizing that this isn't working for me. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Figure out where do we go from here. Listen, we can still be friends or not. Like, I'd rather somebody, like, tell me the truth and be honest with me. And then we just, you know, and then that person's just mad because they can't handle it rather than mm-hmm. me doing them, being disrespectful and doing them dirty. Yeah. Or even putting their health at risk, you know, because there's a lot of people that have dated. And, you know, that partner they were having, like, they may have been, like, it was, what is it, unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And they're cheating. You see, now you've kind of like, it's not the same. Of course I'm going to be mad at you because you mm-hmm. put my health in risk. Mm. You see? But yeah. that's a, a whole yeah. other conversation. But Well, I'll I'll close with this. These are the lessons we've learned. So I'm going a, I'm to a translate it basically for the guys and you can just make faces into the camera. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what we've learned is, one, don't lie. There's no need to lie. Um, be transparent with your expectations up front. Um, most times as when we do lie, it's because we're being selfish, uh, in the dating phase, it's not right to make the decision for the other person on what they can or cannot handle, uh, allow them to make the choice. You be honest about what your intentions are, what you want and what you don't want, Mm -hmm. and then let them decide if they're willing to be with that or not. Um, two, less brothers, less work at communication. Um, it's uh, contradictory to pursue someone, want to be intimate with them, so much so to the point of penetrating them, but then be emotionally distant. That is the biggest contradiction ever. 
uh, it doesn't make sense to sleep with her, but then try to keep her out of certain aspects of your life. Uh, now, there are um, boundaries with that. I'm not saying expose everything up front, but I'm just pushing on the idea of if you feel comfortable enough to lay down with someone, what sense does it make? Which is a very intimate, probably the most intimate that you can be. What sense does it make to then try to withhold in other areas? So like that, that should future song. that should cause us to to reconsider how we're relating and what lines we are crossing. Um, Don't be like Future. <laughs> Don't ride for your niggas and then lie to your bitch. Uh, yeah. So that no. lyric. <laughs> yeah, that's that lyric. lyric yeah, I mean, and that is a lot. I mean. Future said that because he knows he's living that Some probably and guys, guys think that way. Um, they dudes and their girls. Yeah. If <laughs> I didn't think this would come up. I don't want this to be future bashing, but yeah, I mean, you can try to pursue a future situation, but if you don't have that set up, that it might not work the same. But once again, we're <laughs> meaning financially because Six or seven or eight baby mamas is one thing when you're a millionaire, but it's another thing when you, Did you see that dude are in. Room? He had like twenty-two yeah. kids. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a whole another conversation. conversation. Oh man! Stop lying. Mm-hmm. Work on communication skills before trying to build intimately with someone because if they want to build with you, the base level of relationship is conversation. Got to be able to talk, and not just cliches, but actually be transparent. Um, I think that shows another level of like maturity of being right. able to like, and, and I think you'll get better reception from being honest. And I know like you know some people have been honest once and then it didn't work mm-hmm. the way they planned, so they stopped being honest. It's a matter mm-hmm. of like continue to practice that because after a while you start yeah. to build that confidence where you don't accept anything less mm-hmm. from certain people. Right. So even if like for example from a man's perspective, if he sees a woman doing something that he's not okay with, him being able to tell her. Look, I can't. I'm not dealing with that. Woo woo woo, and then ending it there mm-hmm. rather than dragging it on for years. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Understood. Uh, stop lying. Work on communication. Three. I think one thing we hit on was the reality that relationships require work and vulnerability that comes with the potential of being offended or hurt. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there is no ideal relationship that you're going to find where she won't hurt you. And that can't then be used as an excuse to be emotionally distant from all the women you date thereafter. Um, Because it's a relationship. And I don't think... Ups and downs. And I think that applies, not even just to like Mm -hmm. uh, a romantic relationship, but those are even... Even in friendships. Even in friendships, you hurt your friends' feelings. Even in like families, you hurt your relatives' feelings. And mature adults work through it. So that that is another muscle we need to build is the ability to work through conflict. And I would say the fourth and last thing that we can take away from this is... uh, to take relationships a little more seriously, um, I think from what we've gathered, and these are things that guys probably knew anyway, is that our actions have an effect on the people that we're dealing with. We're not dealing with things, we're dealing with people in relationships. And even though I might have tunnel vision on what I want from it, I need to be conscious of, is my moving this way going to affect the other person negatively? 
and what kind of person am I if my effect on others other doesn't matter? Thing. Yeah, be conscious of that because you're dealing with a person, not a thing. Right. So that's something that I want us to feel deeply that I'm not just dealing with a thing. This isn't just another trophy on my shelf or a notch on my belt, but this is a person. So have some compassion uh, and consideration for that person's emotions, not just because they're somebody's daughter, but because they're a human. <laughs> right, and you can still do that without, like, hurting that person and hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it can be done yeah. in a way that is mature. Yeah. Because you know you don't have to be, like, choosing. What is it? What's the word for men when you're, like, uh, or for women? What is it called? When you're, like, I can't remember. Edit that out. No, it's cool. It's cool. You know what I'm talking about? It's like we'll a, we'll uh, put it. We'll think of it after we start recording and put it in the comment section yeah. <laughs> or in the description. But thank you, Jasmine, for joining me. I hope this conversation has been helpful. I know it stepped on some this toes, but it's all for inspiration right. and for wholeness. This is the Whole Brother Mission Podcast. Yeah.